Welcome everyone into Garden Views. And today our guest is a returning guest. We don't have a lot of returning guests on Garden Views. On Garden of Doom, that happens all the time. Um, but way back around Christmas time of 2021, we interviewed in Cat We Trust, Katrina Blake. And at the time I labeled the show On the Cusp because I saw these great things happening to her in the entertainment world, mostly in the professional wrestling world, becoming a commentator and going on these big podcasts and things like that. And she had just gotten a, a gig with, I think, what, what might have been her second or third indie promotion in the, in the region. And since then, it's been nothing but, I mean, she's off the cusp now. She's, she's you know, she's past the cusp. Um, so we, we're tracking her success and we're, and we're doing a, we're doing a update show. This is a catch-up show. So Katrina, how are you? I'm well, a little tired, but I am good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you're probably tired jet setting and going to red carpet events and, <laughs> you know, going to <laughs> celebrity parties until four with bad bunny and whatnot. <laughs> Which, <laughs> not there. Not there yet. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You're not that far away from the cusp. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still getting it together, I feel. Um, I've gotten some, done some awesome things, but I still feel like I'm still working towards what I want to do, so. Well, let's talk about some of those awesome things. And I mean, obviously, you, I don't expect you to be chronologically exactly perfect, but no one knows you better than you. First of all, I guess we should say, you should, you should tell folks who you are. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Katrina, or uh, sometimes if you're watching interviews, Katrina Storm. Um, I'm a occasional color commentator, ring announcer, backstage correspondent, and media correspondent, as well as a panel creator and a writer. That's right. You've been to a bunch of cons as well. And, and I see you even brought Captain Shakespeare along with you a couple times. I mean, I'm not going to say her name because I haven't asked her to, to be able to say it, though, you know, it's probably not a big deal, but I won't. Um, so yeah, so since we last spoke, sort of, let, let's let's pick up your trajectory. I think that you had started with, like, it was like all pro, something in Jersey, uh, like in Jersey City. Um, so I think, pick up from there, like, what, what, is, what has happened since that time? Uh, yeah, um, that was with uh, We Are Wrestling. That was um, Jersey. That was, like, my very first kind of indie gig with the backstage stuff. And I've been fortunate since then. I've been able to interview Jay Lito, which was pretty cool. Um, I got Speedball Mike Bailey, which was pretty awesome. Um, I've done Battle Club Pro uh, with some interviews. Got Masha Slamovich, was which was cool. I believe I also interviewed her on uh, Real Wrestling as well. Um, just it's been uh, pretty amazing. Uh, Willow Nightingale, which was a Battle Club, and you know she's now on a uh, Ring of Honor, like you know. And I believe she just went to New Japan, or she will be going to New Japan this week. I think it's this week, uh, which I thought is pretty awesome. Uh, so I've gotten to do that, which was pretty cool. I did my first ring announcing uh, gig uh, last summer for Black Girl Magic in Brooklyn, um, and that was it. Was I was a little I was very nervous because again, public speaking um, and kind of having the project that I've 
pretty soft-spoken voice. And so, but everybody was really kind and it was really cool. And everybody was like, you did great. I'm like, well, hopefully I did great. I don't know if you guys just be nice <laughs> about it. Um, but that has been uh, pretty awesome. Um, I've been to a few AEW shows for media purposes, uh, which has been pretty awesome. I got to sit in quite a few media calls. Yeah, big uh, with- over there getting media passes. Yeah, that's been pretty uh, insane. Um, I, I'm i working on the WWE aspect. I did go one time. Uh, I think it was Survivor Series. I want to say this might have been 2021, I think. It might have been 2021. It wasn't last year. Uh, and I got to go to Survivor Series in Brooklyn and as a, a media pass. And so that was cool, but it was pretty like low-key. Um, and so the goal, hopefully, is to get into the press room after pay-per-view. Uh, for WWE, which I'm working on that. Um, and then the panels, uh, for the most part, uh, I pitched the panel for New York Comic Con and really didn't think I was going to get it. And I got it. And that's been like insane. And then I've pitched it to a bunch of other panels um, and it got accepted. I mean, it got denied in some spots and that's fine because, again, I'm not thinking much of it Um with the panel, but it's also gotten. Uh, right, let's, let's 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 take a pause and, and try to examine something. So first of all, if people don't know Jay Lethal, he's been in he's he's in his late thirties, but he's the oldest late thirties guy I, I can think of because I feel like I've been watching him on TV for like my entire life. Um, he was a staple of TNA before it became Impact. Uh, those of you, even if you were casual wrestling fans at the time might know him because he, he would do the Macho Man and Ric Flair impersonations, which were spot on, but it's also interesting because uh, Macho Man and Ric Flair are both uh, white guys and Jay Lethal is an African-American man. Um, and he did, and that was his gimmick for a while. So he got sort of famous doing that. But for the last probably 12 years or so, he's been mostly associated with Ring of Honor, where he's been really a workhorse, considered a, you know, a, a wrestling professional as far as in the ring and training people and things like that. Um, and he's, uh, he made the leap to AEW where he's continued to have a prominent role, uh, probably because he knows how to work the camera, probably because he's also very safe and reliable and doesn't hurt anyone. And him and Jeff Jarrett, who is someone who's been around way longer than I've been an adult. I mean, Jeff Jarrett, I remember Jeff Jarrett when he was, uh, just a kid in, in mid south. I can't remember what they called it at the time, but it was uh, his father was the promoter. Uh, but he he was probably eighteen years old and probably one hundred and thirty pounds, and he's he he's he's still slinging it. Uh, so that's Jay Lethal now. Mike Speedball Bailey, right? Is that his name? Now he he's doing a pretty big thing also, and and isn't he married to someone who's sort of does some of what you do? Isn't his wife Data Scott? Yes, yes. Have you worked with her as well? Uh, once. She was doing commentary for the show he was on. She did commentary and I was doing interviews. So I've worked with her once. Okay, now Masha Slamovich is probably someone who two years ago I would have said is like you, on the cusp. And, and, but now she's sort of also sort of hit the big time in Willow, Nightingale. You know, I saw her in MLW. I saw her in Ring of Honor. I've seen her in AEW. She sort of worked her way from the... YouTube shows to uh, the primetime shows, uh, working both Ring of Honor and AEW. And, and yeah, I think you're right. I think she either just went to or is about to go to, to Japan to be on some of the um, New Japan stardom joint shows there. They're both owned by the same parent company. So that's really cool. Those are some big names. 
but let's not poo-poo on the panel. So what was this panel that you pitched? What was the idea? Uh, the basic idea was just um, as a woman wrestling fan, and this is before I started doing this professionally, but I've been a fan of a really long time. And so uh, the goal was kind of just to showcase women of color that uh, work in various aspects of wrestling. And so like different roles, like outside, so obviously the wrestler, but like, you know, the commentators or the ring announcers or the produ- people who produce the shows, uh, the anybody who falls in the wrestling industry, but just different aspects and kind of just have some discussion about like, you know, what we do, but also like, you know, if we have any challenges that may arise being a woman of color or like what we do as far as how important it is. And so that was the basic uh, premise of it. Um, and then I accept that and I'm near Comic Con I go to every year. And so that was kind of cool to kind of be on the opposite end of it where I'm like, I'm a speaker here. And so it was definitely a different experience and not going through the line with everybody and not mm-hmm. having to go to the security. We kind of just went straight in and that was cool. Like, oh yeah, finally <laughs> to do this two hour wait to get into this con. Um, and you then have to wear it- a costume. <laughs> I mean, I, I, somebody thought I had a costume. But I was like, no, it was just a really pretty, like. Uh, jumpsuit i was like if i do a, a cosplay it will not be uh during a panel i feel like right. i wouldn't be able to focus enough to do like the, my panel and so um it's been really cool like that to get accepted for that was like everything and then uh when i got heard back from like the one in the uk and i was really like oh wow like we're not even from there and you guys wanted this and why we didn't go in person because it was really last minute when they told us and i'm like there's no way we're getting five people to the uk in like three days um and passports and things yeah and like all of that and i don't even have a passport i need to get one um so we did it virtually and i got really good feedback about that considering well next year do they do they fly you in uh it was mostly just the passport issue for me definitely and i think there was another person that i asked and she didn't have hers either and i'm like there's no way we're getting this done in three days um and so we did it virtual and then you need to get passports so that you you know opportunity knocks that you can go but if will they fly you and do they fly you in? Do they put you up or is it sort of expenses or on your own? It depends, I guess. Uh, one was where I was flown in, but then sometimes it's usually you cover the expenses. And so we just try to go like Chicago. Uh, we covered it, but I, we just went on like a couple of airplane deals, which hmm. wound up being a really crazy trip in itself. <laughs> it went really crazy uh, for us to even make it there. We did make it there, but it was a bit of a hassle. Uh, just everything worked really weird uh, that weekend, but uh, just going to LA, which was my first plane ride. Um, and so that was like stressful, but it was really cool to kind of experience that. And being at that con the day before the panel, I got to work with WoW superheroes while wrestling. And we got to do, we got to get like access backstage. Uh, well, not really because it was on the panel floor or the con floor, but um, we got to kind of get like press stuff there. So we was kind of put away from everybody else. We was just like, considered press mm-hmm. and we got to get some interviews and got information privy months before it aired on tv and so we had to keep that quiet but that was actually a really cool experience just that they knew who we were um and it was like i know who you guys are we watched the thing and i'm like oh my god like that's cool and like not again not thinking when i'm doing the uh shows with women wrestling talk that they're watching but apparently they actually do watch um and so that was really cool on top of doing the panel and then having the uh, being able to work with uh, Rain, who did the SummerSlam uh, intro in 2020, I think, or 2021 with Big E during SummerSlam. She was a contest winner. And mm-hmm. so we became friends because of that. And so I got to meet her finally in person. And she was on the panel for the LA one. Uh, and Viva Van, who's like, 
I think she has like five or six belts currently on like the first Be The Me's woman wrestler in America. And so that was really awesome. And Kid Bandit. And what, what's the name? Viva Van. And, and what's the, the, you said some type of championship? Or she has like five or six different belts. So she has quite a few. Um, and she's pretty awesome. She's also been on AEW. And so I got to meet her in person uh, finally because I got an interview with her the year before that but we haven't met in person. So I got to finally meet her in person. And I was like, Gary, I, when I got to LA, I was asking people in the LA area, like, Katie, would you mind coming on? Because this is your neck of the woods. Um, and so I would rather, you know, appreciate having some people from the LA area on the panel because mm-hmm. you guys can also speak to what it is for that. I'm like on the opposite end of the, of the country. And so that was pretty cool. Kid Bandit, who's been on like AEW and a bunch of other places. And that was a really awesome experience. And I think probably my most diverse panel because we had like a producer there as well. It was a trans woman. We had like a, a range this time. And that was really cool to have as well. And in Chicago, which was really cool. And I got to get a Chicago wrestler on the panel and she's really young, but she works Chicago. She has quite a few belts as well. Did and- you uh, get Anthony Missionary Thomas from, from Wrestling Soup? No. <laughs> yeah, I, no um, yeah, I could have I- gotten you a 17-foot Asian man. <laughs> um so yeah i'm hoping you know i don't really know what i plan on with the panels coming up it's just i've applied to quite a few places so if it comes back up then i guess we'll try to mm-hmm. make it happen but um it's well, always I, I just really with, the, with some shy town and some other places you, you know you never know but i want do, do you populate the panels like do you just, do you decide who's on the panel because it's your panel yeah, um, the first one, I, I, I had two people I definitely wanted on, and I asked them before mm-hmm. I got the approval. I was like, if this comes through, would you mind being on the panel? Until so when it got, I was like, guys, it's true. And then, so the rest of the choices, it was people kind of emailed me, and I kind of went in the order I received it. I thought mm-hmm. that was the most fairest way to do it, was just go in the order I got the email. And so yeah, this is what you're going to have to learn. With some of that. Yeah, um, now that you're on the cusp. Yeah. It's no longer first come first serve. It's it's you're going to have to go by who who who's the best presentation in combined with being the biggest name. Yeah, um, it, it and it was some issue with that. Some people had a problem, and I was like, it wasn't personal at all. And that it was literally the I thought the easiest way and the fairest way was just to go by who emailed and asked me first. And so, uh, and if they couldn't do it, then I went to the next person on the list. And it was just like that. There was people who had a problem with that and took it like personal. And I was like, I promise it wasn't a personal thing. If I could have everybody in the panel, I would. Uh, but it was only an hour panel. We actually ran out of time in the New York panel. We ran out of time. Uh, and they kind of have this like ladies kind of wrap it up. And we was like, oh, didn't realize the hour went by that quickly. Uh, and so, but it was still a really good experience. It just, I was a little like annoyed, I guess, because people was like, I wasn't trying to be mean or funny in any way. It was just literally like. I don't know. When you're a big shot, you have to make big decisions. And sometimes that, <laughs> hurt, that, that ruffles feathers and, you know, hurts feelings. It's just, just the way it is. Not everyone gets to be on every panel and it's a meritocracy. It's not, you know, it's not just about friends. So anyway, but that, that, but listen, this is, this is, this is your story, not mine. So that, I guess that's advice and you can throw it away if you like. Yeah, Cause what panel am I on? None, none, none for a long time. Um, so, all right. So you've been doing the cons and what promotions are you working for now? Um, so I just started with capital championship wrestling. Uh, and my thing is more virtual, uh, more of a virtual aspect, but it's kind of like doing a press box before a match, kind of similar to like boxing where Mm -hmm. they have that final 
kind of sit down before. And, and where so were they? I just started that. Uh, and so the first episode should be this week, I believe. Where, where were they out of? Um, they work a few places. I feel like I want to say Jersey, um, okay. but they've been a few places in America. So I don't want to say what the main, I'm not sure, but so I do so, know they've been in Jersey. So they're not DC. It's not that capital. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm going to be working with uh, Titan Championship Wrestling. They have their uh, women's division, uh, which I think is Goddesses of, or something like that, Goddesses of Wrestling or Goddesses of Warriors, something like that. And I will be starting with them in July. I'll be, and that's in Jersey as well. I'll be doing some backstage correspondent work there. Uh, and VPW, Victory Pro Wrestling, which is in New York. And I got to meet him two months ago and he was like, I would like to have you on. And so I'm supposed to be starting that in June. Um, and that will be both ring announcing and backstage correspondence. And so those are like the reset uh, places I started working with. Ah, well, that's good. How about House of Glory? I would love to because I actually live very close to House of Glory. And so I would love to do that. Uh, it's really hard to reach the guy who runs uh, the place. I've Next met him me. already. I have <laughs> met him and I've gotten to get a couple of interviews while I was there. Uh, like the buddy uh, Alistair Black or um, Malachi Black. Um, mm-hmm. And I got that interview and the buddy Matthews interview, Jordan Grace, the other pros are from HOG and they allowed me to do that. And so that was cool. Um, but I would love to work with them uh, backstage. Again, I'm really close. So I can really walk. <laughs> so doesn't he own House of Glory? He does now, yes. But yes, there's, so- I guess, the guy who was the yeah. first. And so right. it's a little hard to kind of contact him. It's, it's uh, Amazing but, Red? Is, is yeah, he- Amazing okay. Red. And I think the, I think his name's Brian. I feel like that's his name. Um, I hope it is. <laughs> um, wow. it's, I met him. He's like quiet. And I was told he's a pretty quiet guy. And he is. Uh, but hopefully, fingers crossed, in the future, I'll be able to, because again, that's actually really close to where I live. I can just walk it. Well, and- do you know JD from New York and Jason Solomon, the Solomon Monster Sounds Off? They're, they're like, uh, I think they do play-by-play, and I think Jason is now their on-screen authority figure, like their GM. Yeah, he is. So, I don't know, that, that could be something. Um, anyway, neither one of them likes me, so uh, I, I can't help you there, but, you know, lot, most people don't like me. Um it's fine, uh, but they would like you. Um, all right. So you were talking about the press pass. So what is the process in getting a media pass from, like, say, an AEW? Uh, so usually uh, TK, who runs Women's Wrestling Talk, she does a lot of that course back and forth. And I guess it's easier to come in from one place when there's so many of us on that brand. Uh, but usually there's a form we fill out and we tell the dates we can do. And so if there's a New York date I can get to uh so when they're like really far up in new york and i don't drive i won't go there but i can get to like uh obviously i can get to like when i did the grand slam show that was in flush and meadows and i can get there that's pretty easy and then the one in ubs arena i can get by bus like a 20 minute ride Mm -hmm. uh and so those if like they they approve it it's just you get there they give you the media pass and then they give you by now that you can get a mark to drive you (laughs) <laughs> probably <laughs> probably i feel like that's so weird to ask people that but um maybe <laughs> in the future i would but um just give them some urkel glasses or something <laughs> and they can be your they can walk around those <laughs> i have not tried uh that i usually go uh by public transportation or we're a cabinet and there's a bunch of us um well you're welcome 
<laughs> uh, and so once you get there, you're usually in the press box with a bunch of other uh, mm-hmm. people from different outlets. And so that's how the AEW one worked. Um, the WWE one, like I said, it was but only How do they vet you? Like, I mean, what, did you just fill out a form and then they go by that? Do they... Do they do yeah, any clarification? Usually your name and who you're working for, like the outlet you will be in, and then they'll tell you if you got it. I know it's a little harder for their mainer pay-per-views or like I got surprised I got the Grand Slam one because usually it's really hard. The year before I wasn't able to get it. So I'm surprised that I got it this time. Um and I know like if you do like double or nothing or all out, those are really harder to get. It like you may get approved, you may not. Um, and so I just do the events I know I can get to where it won't require too much travel just because I don't drive. And, you know, I, I am doing more flights now. Mm-hmm. And so like last year I was not flying at all. And so now I am. And so I might do more. I'm hoping to get SummerSlam. I did apply for that. And so I'm hoping, and I know that's a very different situation. I was told it's press box. You could be in like, that's a whole different level of like, where it's like you're away from everybody in a press box and it's very more professional, I guess. And so I wouldn't, I would love to do that and get into a press room and talk to one of them. Hopefully, fingers mm-hmm. crossed. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that can happen. But that's my WWE. I try. I was like, I can't do any of these other events, but I can get to SummerSlam. I can get to Detroit. That's not too hard. And so. Oh, we'll okay. All right. I'm not going to ask why you can get to Detroit and not other places, but. Uh, well, I can take a flight. I feel like the ones that's like overseas where like a lot of pay per views are going to take place. Oh, I will have to get my pa- I haven't got my passport yet. And so I'm working on that as well to get my passport. Yeah, but together, you can get to so. Chicago. Everybody, every place flies to yeah. Chicago. I mean, there's always black <laughs> yeah. there. And, you know, you can get to Boston. And if you, and if you follow the money mark or friend, you know, with some of the car, you could probably get to the Lowell, Massachusetts. You know, NXT is putting a show there. I think uh, Ring of Honor did a show there at, at some point or nearby. So, yeah, you, you can go all over the place. MLW, I, I think, was in Philly. I think maybe they still are doing uh, doing things there. So, I don't know. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, the podcast, you, you're still doing the Women's Wrestling Network? Yes. Um, I do Mondays. Um we do the wow recap of what happened to Raw Wrestling. And then on Thursdays uh, with Shay, I do the NXT recap. And then on occasion, we will do interviews depending. And they made it where now we usually interview people we do the shows for. Mm-hmm. And I guess it makes it because there's a lot of us now <laughs> on the brand. There's quite a few of us now. And so I guess to make it less complicated, we now usually interview the people we do the shows for. And so I still do those. Uh, I think my last interview was with... Um, Penelope, I think, Pink, uh, which is Marina Tucker. Uh, that's her other name, but in wrestling. And wow, she's Penelope Pink. And I got to do her and their manager, Lana, which was a cool interview because they were in gimmick the whole time. And so that was a really fun interview to do. Um, but yeah, I'm still with them twice a week, most times. And then if I get the interviews, whenever those air. Do um, you guys ever tell Bad Guy Jack, Ron? That, that you can come with him or you can help him, but you're really not going to and just, you know, play with him like a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. He actually was really, he actually came to Chicago for the panel, which was really cool. He went through that whole uh, situation of us getting to Chicago, getting stranded in Cleveland. It was a whole big crazy thing. Uh, he was with us. And so I was very grateful for that because I'm like, he kept us pretty sane. I was a little stressed <laughs> about everything kind of going the way it went. Uh, yeah, he, he's day. pretty unflappable. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty easygoing. Yeah. No, I'm not saying his name, but Bad Guy Jack. Listen, any of you who who know Unpopular Review, because if you heard show five, you know that Katrina and I were both on Unpopular Review at the same time, though, on different shows. And uh, you can figure out that Bad Guy Jack was 
was and still is on, but he not only worked on some of the same shows as, as me, but also as Katrina as well. And, and they're both still there. So, uh, I think, are you well, still I'm not. <laughs> no. not I left oh, on 2020. I was gone in 2020. I, I, I caught myself there. Uh, but every now and then don't, don't you do like guest spots every now and then guest run-ins? Uh, yeah, I did. The last time I was on there was the week of the Chicago panel, and they was like, "We well, oh, want to come on NXT," and I was like, "Yeah, sure." Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I know I saw it. I mean, I you know I know I get confused when I see Captain Shakespeare and you, and I automatically think it's you know, but I, but I you know recognize different graphics and and similar graphics. I I, I can do that ID thing. So that's good. And it's, it's nice. And also that uh, now Captain Shea now is, is now is she on the cusp or is she on your side of the cusp or is she, you know, she's in, still in the queue. I, I feel like she is. I, I'm, I'm glad that she's getting out there. She's, you know, she's even more quiet than I am. And so um, I've been telling her, like, listen, you're getting better with just doing stuff leading and everything. And mm-hmm. once that happens, you get more comfortable. It's a little easier once you're comfortable in front of the camera. And she's been doing that. She's been on three of the panels so far. Um, and she's doing, you know, her own podcasts and everything. And so I, I feel like she keeps going. Who knows what, like, the next six or seven months will be for her. I think, you know, she's getting there. Excellent. Well, that's good. Well, congratulations to her as well. Um, and I think that's really cool. So what else, what, what else is on your horizon? What, what are your, what are your goals other than SummerSlam? Uh, I would love to, like, permanently work with WWE I feel like that's like always been one of my goals from the beginning like if I can get to there uh, <laughs> I feel like I would have made it or even New Japan um just because I like <laughs> New Japan and they do have their American brand now um one of the hosts in Women's Wrestling Talk work with a lot of their oh, American New stuff. Japan strong I, I thought you were yeah. saying I'm like you, you're gonna need a passport for New Japan <laughs> oh no not there like all the like American I mean obviously I would love to see a show at least once um in Japan for New Japan I feel like they really put on a show um but just even going for the show in New York they had in October I was like super excited about it it was really good um I got well, to what about to... the Forbidden Door too? that that's coming up in a month and a half yeah no I'm not doing I I'm really always impartial with AEW sometimes. So, like, I would do some shows, but I feel like I can't do too many because it gets, like, a lot. And yeah, fans that's a big show. Much. Where is that one? Where, where uh, I forgot. I think, is it? I'm trying to remember. I know a few of my... Um, Double or nothing in Las Vegas. ...will be there. Um, some of them will be there. I will not be there, though. Um, oh, that's a shame, see? Yeah, but... If I can do, like, New Japan, like, the, the strong stuff at one point, I wouldn't mind that. Impact, I wouldn't mind working with them. I love the women's division there. Um, and I got to meet a few of them as well. Um, I wouldn't mind, but WWE, I feel like that's like my obviously top goal. Of course. I mean, everyone's play for the Yankees. But um, New Japan Strong, do they go to New York? Uh, the only show they had in New York was the one that they had a battle on 44th. Uh, and that was a New York show. They're usually, I feel like, Philly and California. But um, it comes I wouldn't DC. even... Yeah, I... I I wouldn't mind, you know, flying out for that because it's New Japan, and I feel like you know, from you what take, I was, you can take told, Amtrak straight to DC from yeah, from I can. <laughs> yeah, I've made that trip many times. Yeah, yeah. So well, I don't know. You know, you can do it. Don't don't you have, uh, don't you know peeps down here in in, in the, the DC area. Uh, I think maybe one person, but I'm not even sure if that's DC. Demon, demon. Virginia. I feel like maybe it's Virginia. Maybe getting that wrong. Oh, well, Northern Virginia is close enough. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, but DC is definitely doable uh, on the train or otherwise. Um, so that's really cool. But you were telling me where else, you, the, the, besides WWE, I mean, maybe there is nothing other than WWE, but until you until you get there, there's got to be some lily pads that you're looking to jump to. Impact, I, I, don't, I don't know where they, I mean, Impact right now, as far as I know, is in Australia. So <laughs> Yeah, they, they start, the, they're doing a tour now. Um, I know they do a lot of filming I, uh, in the South a little bit. I sometimes they'll do Philly um, filmings as well. I was trying to get to the Multiverse, which I believe is a New Japan um, double event. I think it's like a joint event with New Japan, but I will be out. I won't be uh, available because I'm doing a book signing I in think, California. And I so... Think- I won't even be in the area at all. I will be in the other side of the country. During I might the be wrong, but I think that show, it ends up that New Japan also has conflicts. And I think they pulled out. And I think Impact is, is instead of the multiverse, they went to Australia. It might be. I just, I know it's in August and I'm like, oh crap, I can't. The day I would literally be in California. It's, so. like, they, it's like they got a date with the pretty girl. And then the pretty girl said, nah. I'm sorry, it's not happening. And so they're like, <laughs> we'll go to Hawaii instead to make ourselves feel better. That's sort of, that's, that's sort of what happened. I think. I, you know, I'm not an insider like you, but I, I know that uh, something happened with New Japan and they couldn't make it. Um, they were, I, the new excuse in wrestling seems to be visa issues. I don't actually believe that New Japan has any visa issues. They've been coming back and forth for I don't know, 20 years now. <laughs> so uh, I think that's just, I think these issues is the new, I, I want to spend more time with my family excuse. Um, but yeah, I, I think they broke up with impact. It probably has more to do with uh, Tony saying, uh, the other TK uh, saying, yeah, I'm paying the full freight for Forbidden Door 2 and I want it to be exclusive. So <laughs> if I'm, if I'm paying for all of you guys to get over here and you're, and for you to stay here for 10 days and you can work indie shows during time, I, I, I don't want you being, um, you know, one of my competitors during time. And they probably said, all right, fine. That's honorable. All right. So that's the, enough out of me and my little conspiracy theory and my, my, my tinfoil musings. Oh, I think I'm right. All right. So. If, if, like, how do you approach an impact or an AW or an MLW or someone and say, listen, I'm interested in doing some stuff with you. Um, I can go to shows X, Y, and Z, or I can do a video. Like, do you just, at this point, can you just send an email or do you have to do like send a, a like a, a tape? I know nobody does tapes anymore, but like a, a you know, a recorded session, like a, like an audition. Uh, I get yeah, like at least for the press stuff, it's usually application. As far as working, I'm not sure for WWE at all what their process is. Uh, but for other places I wanted to work to, I usually just sent an email and then sent links to stuff that I did. Uh, like this is like you know my interviewing or backstage stuff or like if you need virtual situation, like then I'll show those. I don't have too much ring announcing clips yet because I only done one actual ring announcing gig. But I sent some of them just like, this is me ring announcing. And it might, might be my best, best, because I literally, it's the one time I did it. So what's your um, big voice? You've got a... Uh, I don't know. I feel like even then, actually, like, my voice is still very soft. And so I'm working on insinuating, uh, like speaking louder. Like, mm-hmm. even when I'm mad, I feel like my voice is still very soft-spoken, even when mm-hmm. I'm upset. And so I'm like, I got to work on <laughs> sounding a bit louder, um, where it's not like quiet sounding. 
So I'm working on that. Before I take another ring announcing, I'm working on trying to get better with like extenuating. Come on. Like, Everybody has someone that brings up their inner loud, whether it's an ex <laughs> or a sibling or, you know. Something. I know, but even as I'm a mom. And so even I'm like yelling at the kids and I feel like I'm yelling. I might be a little louder, but my voice still sounds very soft. And so it's like, how do I not sound soft, I guess? Where it's like, I might be a little louder, but my voice still sounds really very soft. And so. I have no good advice on on, on, on that. I, pe- people tell me I'm too loud as it is. So, I mean, it just seems to be me. Uh, so I'm not sure about that one. So what is the plan then for you in the next six months? Where 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 I'm, are we most likely to see you on a bigger stage? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping, like I said, I wouldn't like, while I do have my issues with Tony, I, just, like, I have no poker face. And I feel like even with Tony Khan's, the press conferences, when I got in to speak to him or ask a question, the last time he was actually a lot better about responding. Normally he goes on these random rants and I'm like, I didn't even ask that, but okay. Um, and well, normally that's, it's always, I usually try to stick to women's wrestling just because it's, I'm usually representing women's wrestling talk. And so mm-hmm. I always ask a woman wrestling type question. And sometimes somebody will ask a woman's question and he'll go on a whole tangent that had nothing to do with what we asked. And so the last time I was just asking particular about Willow, I think it was Willow and Athena for the Ring of Honor women's. And I was just asking what was the plan after this matchup because it was only the one woman's match on the card. And so I was just like, what's the plan to include more of the Ring of Honor women? And so he gave a decent answer and it wasn't a tangent. And I was like, all right, well, thank you for answering that. Um, and it wasn't like a crazy answer. Normally if somebody asks a woman wrestling's question, it's always like really weird. And so I was like, okay, this time he got better with that. And so I can't complain. Um, but I feel like my favorite work for him, if he says something that might annoy me and I have no poker face, that might get me in trouble because I don't really hide my emotions well. Um, well, he has no poker face either. So, and so I'm like, if he says something, I'm like, oh, Tony, like that'll probably show on my face. And then, you know, that might be an issue. Um, but, um, I wouldn't mind though. If just pretend just you're Dave Alvarez, uh, Dave, uh, Meltzer and Brian Alvarez and, and channel <laughs> and be like, I love this man. I love this man. I love this man. <laughs> okay, I can't. He's my happy like, I, I can't. He says things and I'm like, God, stop, Tony. <laughs> or sometimes he tweets things and I'm like, why are we on Twitter? Like, just leave yourself know. on Twitter. Um, and well, so we're, we're Washington's going to fix that all. And by the way, look, I mean, there's a history of podcasters making the leap to AEW. Maybe maybe you'll be running their social media soon. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to be smarter about it. I feel like instead of posting some of the stuff that he posted, we're like, you got to be smart. Sometimes. I mean, listen, if you issued a memo with his, uh, you know, signature that, that said, everyone stop tweeting, just promote the shows. Don't respond. Thank you. The management. If you did that, you, you would earn two year salary if they listened. Yeah. I feel like I could do that. <laughs> Definitely. Like, listen guys, you don't need to tweet everything we feel. Um, or anything you feel, except for isn't this new shirt cool? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, if I can get my foot in the door, though, I wouldn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can be professional. I gotta control my facial expressions, but um, I wouldn't mind. I'm hoping one of them again. WWE is the main goal, but I don't know how realistic that is for any year. Um, but hopefully, if I can kind of just get myself in press wise and maybe talk to somebody or just know, you know, sometimes some people you know, uh, if mm-hmm. I can just get like maybe some kind of rapport with somebody in WWE that maybe hey, well. open hey, the door. So we'll see. 
Um, <laughs> we'll see. But that's, I, I just want to do more uh, stuff. It just allows me to be more comfortable. I do want to do more ring announcing, just to be more comfortable doing it. Um, and any place, I feel like I'm more better with interviews now uh, than I was when I first started. Like now it's, I just do it and it's not me thinking about it as I used to before. It's like now. And to the point where VPW, he was like, I noticed that even with like some of the wrestlers, like I think one guy threw a chair or something during the interview. <laughs> And it was in gimmick and he was like, you didn't even flinch. And I was like, I don't know what you was going to do. And I didn't expect you to do that, but I didn't, res- I didn't respond. Like, he was like, you just kept asking the question. And he was like, that was a good thing that you got into it where it wasn't like you're scared or anything. And I think another wrestler too, like got all in my face and everything. And there was like, you went through a lot today. And I'm like, yeah, but I knew you guys were doing it in gimmick and you didn't mean anything by it. And so there was like, you didn't flinch. You didn't move or anything. You just did your job. And so that helped me get that, uh, wrestling promotion and so hopefully you know just do more stuff where i can get more comfortable and it's just like second nature and i'm not overthinking it like i tend to do sometimes so who are your big interviews coming up uh <laughs> i will be like uh renee uh she's married to drake maverick i don't know if you remember him he's been wwe his wife sure uh, renee michelle yes renee michelle i did interview her already um on women's wrestling talk, but I will be doing that for CCWA. And so that's cool. Hopefully Kylan King, uh, it's a bit of a, I have to go through impact now, I believe, mm. but she's somebody I would love to, you know, I'm hoping to do that with CCWA as well. Um, just, it depends, you know, <laughs> who kind of goes my way. Um, I feel like I've been, you know, really fortunate for people who even agreed to like come on and talk to me for a reason. And then, like right after it's like, Oh, you're doing like, I got to do Billy Starks a while ago. And so I'm yeah. like, Oh, look at her now. And I'm like, this is so cool. I got to it right before everything really started taking off for her. Um, and so I would love to get her back on and talk to her again, uh, just because she's done so much since the last time I spoke to her. Yeah. Well, um, she's over 18 now. So she doesn't have to ask her mom. <laughs> I mean, no, it was, she actually, her interview was pretty cool. And I asked her first time, she was just like, yeah, give me time. And I was like, okay. And I thought it would be a bit of a hassle because you know, of her age, because I've had interviewed other people that was like, about 16 or so and you know it was always like you know whatever works for your parent i'm not gonna ever overstep with my parent i am a mom and so i get it um but yeah I, some people i would love to interview again just kind of be like a catch-up like oh this is what we've done since the last time we spoke well, you should. um but who have you been working with or seen in the promotions that you've been working with or for that you think that we as fans should be watching that, that they may be on the cusp uh, definitely, uh, Darius Carter. I think he's like a really good heel. I, I like, if you think of Randy Orton type heel work where it's like kind of really get under your skin and it's done well. Mm-hmm. He's somebody I always say, like one of the best heels to me in the indie business, like just <laughs> like very professional and like he turns it on so quickly and turn it off. And I think he's somebody that definitely people should watch out for, um, Jen Savani, who's uh, she's on the West Coast, but I got to interview her. I got to do the panel with her as well. And just watching her, the stuff she's been able to do. And I'm just like, yeah, she's somebody who's definitely like, I see it happening uh, on the West Coast. If you're like, watch West Coast, on the West Coast, if you're watching West Coast Wrestling, definitely check her out. I think that's somebody who's really on it. Uh, Brittany Brooks, who is just turned 18, I believe. And she's really young, but she's already gotten to face some people. That's been uh, pretty cool. Devlin. Macabre, who uh, I think she had wrestled too young, and that like 
I got to see that and that was pretty freaking awesome. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, and I think she's in overseas now. I think she's in the Netherlands right now. I think she just won a title. <laughs> she was there for like three days. So she won a title already. <laughs> um, and she's somebody who I'm like, yeah, just, I see it happening in like a year. I really do. And so that's like, I can think off top, off top of my head right now <laughs> that I've like gotten to speak to that. I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see you like doing some crazy stuff for like a year from now. Okay. Very good. If people want to find you, support you, follow you, how can they do so? I'm on all social media for the most part uh, in Cat We Trust, but Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, the E is a three in the we. Uh, but I'm on there. I'm usually posting on Instagram, occasionally Twitter, Facebook, not as much as I used to. I'm trying to be better at the Facebook, at least with the Facebook page, because my pro so power. I, I obviously post on my personal account, but like the page, I'm trying to get better at that. But you'll probably catch me on Instagram most likely or on YouTube or Twitch for both my channel and Women's Wrestling Talk. That's the easiest way to find me. Women's Wrestling Talk. That's that's the podcast. And what are the promotions where people can catch you at? Uh, I am at We Are Wrestling, Capital Championship Wrestling, Victory Pro Wrestling, Titan Championship Wrestling, occasionally Battle Club Pro. Um, and if Black Girl Magic is like a yearly thing for them, I am there as well. Black Girl Magic? Yes. They're more yearly than anything, and so that's the yearly thing. So I won't say, like, really, unless you're going there for the year, you won't probably catch me that too much there. But um, the other places, usually, whenever they have a show, I will probably be breaking the shows. Are they on, like, and I don't mean any one of the promotions in particular, but are are any of these promotions on, like, Fight or BR or DAZN? Uh, Yeah, some of them are on Title Match Network, um, IWTV, um, which I've have been on shows for both of those and so you can catch those there um i'm not and i just wouldn't put them on youtube but i believe mostly title match network a few of those will be on that so well very fun thank you for coming back on again i wanted to do a follow-up with you because you know you were on the cusp and uh, i'm not sure that you really believe that at the time i think you probably still feel like you're on the cusp but i think that you're over the cusp but maybe we'll uh, revisit again in another year and a half's time and and see where you are mate then maybe you'll have uh, made it to uh, SmackDown or something, you know, something else. But yeah, that's, that's very good. Keep it up. And thank you for joining us again here on Garden Views. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>